0: But I will, Puffer hustle and moan about our island all night. Hustle and moan and business issue, want to fight. Pur but I will, Pur, but I will. Pur but I will, Pur, but I will. hustle and moan about our
1: island all night. Hustle and moan and business you want to fight. This episode was brought to you by William Mitchell Audio. In the film Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Some dude accuses Indiana Jones of being a grave robber instead of a scientist. Ah, I think that's a bunch of bullshit. But agree or disagree, that film required a great audio engineer. If you need one, go to williammitchellaudio.com. My guest today is Eleanor Hollingsworth. And I want to say before we start, this is going to be the first time I've read a bio and I have not I will, I will not mess up once the entire time. Here we go. <laughs> Eleanor Hollingsworth has a background in wildlife and outdoor education with a healthy dash of backcountry experience She graduated from the University of Pikeville in eastern Kentucky with a biology degree and immediately moved as far west as she could Alaska Since graduating in 2015 she has worked in Denali National Park as an in- <laughs> I did it in- <laughs> Interpretation <laughs> Ranger a full time outdoor hard goods specialist for REI, a volunteer ski patrolie, a marine life education specialist at a nonprofit called the Alaska Sea Life Center, a ski instructor, a crew lead for a backcountry trail maintenance crew for a nonprofit <laughs> called Montana Conservation Corps. And she currently works in the Chugach National Forest as a trail crew member and fights the occasional wildfire with the district's R10 hand crew. Right now, she is spending half her summer living in a tent in the backcountry, working on trail maintenance on some of Alaska's most popular hikes. Her life is divided into two seasons. She trades time between summer in Alaska and winter in Montana. And she would like to say she is comfortable outdoors, but to be comfortable is to be complacent. So instead, she is always learning and always pushing her physical boundaries. What's up, Ellie?
0: What
2: up? You didn't do so bad.
1: Thank you. Uh, <laughs> did I say Chugach right?
2: You said it right. The Chugach. Oh,
1: yeah. I, th- I think I <laughs> messed up saying uh, interpretation ranger.
2: You Let's... did. And you can even short it to like interp ranger, but um, I didn't know if maybe some people don't know what that means.
1: Had I only known. <laughs> <laughs> You're in Alaska (laughs) right now, right?
2: I am. I am. It's 9 o'clock in the morning, and it's real soggy today. Super rainy here.
1: It's raining here, too. Uh,
0: Oh.
1: But, you know, I'm going to just get right into this. So uh, we're going to do, like, a little bit of, like, get to know you. And I guess, like, the journalistic excellence is going to come, like, right after we get to know you. (laughs) Okay. And also, I just want to let the listeners know, so we're on a Zoom meeting, and right now... (laughs) Uh, <laughs> probably because you're like in the way, way, way like frontier of Alaska. There's a little bit of internet, uh, stuff going on, and you're f- just frozen on the screen with this very surprised look, and you're not looking at me either. <laughs> so it's just a-
0: Oh, <laughs> no.
1: <laughs> you're and, uh, you're definitely
0: right. Like- <laughs>
2: I'm in the boonies.
1: <laughs> it looks almost like uh, you're already like saying like what the hell kind of question was that
0: like,
1: <laughs> I but that's all right because i kind of deserve that that's how a lot of this goes are you ready to just rock and roll we'll get to know you and then uh then we'll get into it i'm ready yeah uh so i hear you guys get a lot of snow up there in alaska is that true
2: <laughs> we we actually don't get as much snow as like utah would but um we do have like extremely cold temperatures. Um, Up in Fairbanks, it's like, I think the day I moved out of Fairbanks, it was negative (laughs) 55. Pretty, pretty cold. You can't touch a doorknob without a glove on, which is wild.
1: (laughs) I've never been to Alaska, (laughs) but I did see the movie 30 Days of Night. I don't know if you saw (laughs) it.
0: It's about (laughs) how like...
1: uh, so there's like because like, they have like what thirty days where there's no sun, I guess, and yeah. so fires just run wild.
2: <laughs> and that that's that's a real town. That's a town. Um, they used to be called Bethel, the town of Bethel, but they changed their name. Um, but every every season in like November, the newspaper will send out this like everybody say bye to Bethel. See you next year. Cause there's just no <laughs> sunshine in Bethel for like 30 days. And then in January, there'll be sunlight again. It's pretty wild.
1: You got to watch out too. Cause like all these Eastern European vampires come over for like easy hunt. Oh, Cause there's no, no daylight. I don't, don't, I don't
2: get me started. That might not be true.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that was a documentary or, you know, I don't, it's probably based on a true story though. Um, oh, it was definitely true. I have another question though. Um, Does Alaska have any good sledding? (laughs)
2: Like (laughs) for your butts, or for like for the dogs, or
1: I mean, like uh, is it? You know, I I actually have I uh, have retired from sledding uh, personally. The worst injury that I've actually had to this date is a sledding injury. So I'm actually I'm still. Recovering from it, so
0: I what, what happened?
1: Oh, uh, so actually, I, I discussed this <laughs> on a previous podcast with a person who's like a like a health and wellness person and like uh, does a lot of like uh, working on uh, healing uh, chronic injuries.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: basically, I took a boogie board and got on the top of this like super uh, big hill over here. Uh, on, like, on one of the few snow days in Nashville but as a lot of people know in Nashville snow days are more like ice days and at the bottom of that hill there was a, a concrete uh, retainer wall that I didn't think I would go all the way to I assumed the it would slow
0: down um, wow.
1: but I went beat first and just I hit the flat ground and I was like okay I'll start slowing down but I didn't slow down and I hit that thing going I'm gonna say Phew uh i'm not great at like judging miles that <laughs> maybe like 15 20 miles per hour feet first uh it's all caught oh, on uh, camera like pov I'll, I'll
0: see. oh there. my god
1: <laughs> oh yeah i broke my heel uh I, I no! my heel. yeah and that was actually like the the least that was actually the injury that was not the worst because that healed like the bone just healed but my other leg uh because of the hitting the concrete, the way it hit me, it like it sprained my ankle, but not like in a twist. It was like a compact, like a, like a. Oh impact. no! So that still actually hurts. Oh no, that's horrible. Me. I'm <laughs> about me. Let's talk about you.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> uh, and then I know you do a lot of uh, winter sports, and I actually I'm super curious about this because I know that you're a ski instructor or, or you've been one from time to time. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. What do you like better, snowboarding or skiing?
2: Oh boy, skiing all the way. Really? Two sticks is better than one stick.
1: Man, I wouldn't even know. So I've never uh, snow skied, but I've I've gone water skiing on two skis, and I was like, oh. why would you oh. ever want to have two <laughs> as opposed to <laughs> weightboarding? Connected? which is like really fun. Also, like you know, I have a history of you know, I grew up being a skateboarder, so I kind of don't get the whole. Both legs.
0: <laughs>
2: oh no!
1: I just want my but right leg. To...
2: So much. You have so much more freedom to do whatever you want to do if you have skis on. Plus, you can move around on flat ground. Snowboarders are so slow.
1: <laughs> oh, I know. Uh, so this was uh, a couple years ago. I went to this place called Snoqualmie. It's in uh, northern Washington and i was snowboarding and i decided to take the chairlift up to that was a black diamond and i was like fuck it man you know uh-huh. this will be fun like you know you can't do any tricks but like i'll just see if i can get down and it was um and the skiers hated me because i just <laughs> i kept eating oh, shit and then i'd be like just laid oh, out in the way and it was kind of a busy day oh, so all these oh, skiers are, you know because skiers can just cruise in a black diamond if if they're good but on, and, and I, I think a really good snowboarder could too, but I'm not a really good snowboarder. So I would just get up, I'd make it about 30 yards, eat shit, lay on the ground for like a few minutes. Oh no. It took me like, I think that if, if you were on skis, you could get down that uh, slope in maybe 20 minutes or so. That should take me like 45 oh. minutes.
0: <laughs> oh God.
2: Well, you know, there's there's actually some advantages to snowboarding. So, my my boyfriend is a snowboarder, and um, he can fit through really tight trees, which is something that I can't do on skis because you you just you can't get that tight on two skis. Um, so, like very tight trees, and the resort that I work at um, in Whitefish, Montana is known for just all of the tree runs. Um, you can just kind of go into the trees anywhere on the mountain and it's super fun. But some of the trails are only accessible by snowboard because you just can't really fit into those trails on skis. So there are advantages to snowboarders, but snowboarders got- need to keep up with sometimes
1: <laughs> and, you know I, I started snowboarding later in life like it was, wasn't something that i did as a kid you know like as a kid i was only skateboarding really and like a little bit of getting to surf and so i had just assumed that snowboarding would be like you could do more tricks but i've been proven wrong on that i actually noticed like people can do all kinds of really dope tricks on skis too they can also they can do the same like those little uh skate parks they set up on slopes
0: mm-hmm like, skiers totally can them, too.
1: so it's kind of like yeah, it's one of those things where uh, – I don't know. I was just curious because uh, I, I know you were a ski instructor, but I didn't know if maybe you were like a snowboarder at heart. But
2: Oh, yeah. I, could, I could snowboard if I wanted to, but skiing is the way to go.
1: I'm going to try it next time. I'm going to give it a shot. Okay. Give oh, it a uh, shot. Here's another question, though, about some more like uh, winter sports. Uh, mm-hmm. Have you ever tried that Olympic sport where – you ski across flat ground for a bunch of miles with a gun. <laughs> and then when you get to the end, you shoot the gun.
2: <laughs> I have not tried it. I know what you're talking about. It's called a biathlon. Yeah, biathlon. They, yeah. It is the craziest sport. You it kind of blows my mind. You have to so you're skiing, it's called skate skiing. And your heart rate is like so high because you're using your entire body to skate ski. And then you have to stop and you have to try to calm down your heart. And that's what the, that's basically what the shooting the gun is all about. Like if you can steady your heart rate enough to shoot accurately and you can't leave that position until you shoot accurately enough, which is just, it just means your heart has to be like the in tip top shape where you're able to like move your heart really fast and then calm yourself down enough to, it's, it's a wild sport. It's very boring to watch, but I feel like it would be a very difficult and rewarding
1: sport. (laughs) Uh, A a little known fact, (laughs) the performance enhancing drug most common for that sport is Xanax. I don't know, no or, uh, or I similar don't know drugs. That. Yes, because uh, if someone like so, first of all, you don't necessarily need a lot of like uh, steroids to be able to do that sport. If you you know if you're good at what you're doing, because the the gun part's important, and so uh, that's what people get caught for is they uh, pop a bunch of Xanax before they do it, and so they skate. No way, like, I they do know. Hard. <laughs> they, they get to the spot, they get their gun out, and they're calm as shit. <gasps> And they just pow <laughs> pow 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 because like uh, the Xanax just keeps them from like because I, I I think what happens is people like their heart rates up they get nervous they're shaky and they can't get a good shot in and so that's why it's like the only Olympic sport that I know of where the uh, the performance enhancing oh, drug that's popular God. is Xanax rather than uh, like something that would make you like big or whatever. <laughs> <Is> this- <laughs> that's a fact you can look it up i did
0: i'm i'm definitely going to look that up
1: you might want to fact check me on a lot of stuff i'm going to say uh, yeah. but hey uh, uh more about getting to know you though um here's a question and i oh oh i actually forgot to mention so you know that you don't know because you've never heard this podcast before at the end of every episode we do a lightning round And I asked a ton of questions really fast. You have to like uh, gut reaction as fast as you can answer the questions. And yours is going to be the first one of its kind. They're all different. I did them all different every time, but uh, yours is actually the most academic one. It's actually going to be a quiz. So I'm really
0: excited.
2: (laughs) Are they, are they all on biathlon?
1: (laughs) No, 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 no. It's uh, it's all about Alaska and Montana. Uh, the two places oh, where you work. No. I what guarantee you gonna you're going to answer the question. You're going to make me sound stupid. You're probably going to tell me that I was wrong. <laughs> oh <my
0: God>. <laughs> show up over here. Okay, uh, I'm ready speaking, for that, though.
1: <laughs> speaking of academics, though, and getting more to know you, uh, what made you choose to major in biology when there are way easier science credits you can get in college?
0: Hmm... <laughs> <laughs>
2: I changed my major three times. So I, I think I was like social worker and then I was an art major and then I was going to do, maybe it was philosophy. Um, and then I just, I kind of figured that biology would somewhere down the line, like set me up for medicine or set me up for wildlife work i didn't know if maybe i wanted to be like a veterinarian i really like animals um but i like just didn't know what i wanted to do (laughs) and the biology degree was so vague it was so broad um so it's not in any sort of one direction it's like like yeah it's just very broad biology um can I bring, bring but that's experience? kind of how real I
1: real quick just, yeah. just how, I, how I know that uh so I was a a journalism major in college mm-hmm. and but you have to have I guess like three sci- like uh regular science credit credits even though like mm-hmm. uh journalism I, I got a science like I got a bachelor of science because they call journalism a science for some reason but uh I was like oh I like animals I pick biology what a mistake
0: <laughs> just, it it's just so, so hard. Bad.
1: I was, I, yeah. I, 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 I can't think of any time ever before where, like, I tried hard and still got a C. <laughs> oh
2: no. Yeah, that's kind of like what my whole career was too. I, I had to take chemistry, and I did horrible for for like reasons that are unknown to me i passed the class um and then by my senior year i had to take like a more individualized i took organic chemistry my senior year it was a class that was every single day but for some reason i got that and i understood it better because it was like not so broad like taking biology is like so much but like a a class that is supposed to be difficult, but it focuses on one thing is so much easier. It's, it's funny that you say that because biology was really hard for me too.
1: I mean, I just, I remember biology one and I was like, this is going to be fun. I'm going to learn. And then they're like mitosis, cytosis, memorize this and then answer 100 questions
0: about this. And I was
1: like, that was like the first week. And I was like, oh, I fucked up. I fucked up. Oh, no. And then know, what happened was like, I didn't want to backtrack. So I, I passed that class just barely with a C. And I had a lot of help too. Like I I had like friends in that, like I made friends in that class. And I was like, help me. <laughs> and uh, hey, <laughs> wait, never mind. I was about to say uh, your screen started moving, but I feel like it's like from five minutes ago.
0: <laughs> um, Are you petting a dog right gonna, now? I was going to say...
2: <laughs> oh no it just left the room that's that's my dog boomer i was gonna say can you see my dog am i still frozen but he's laying on the bed now you're frozen but
1: you're frozen in different uh (laughs) stills every couple of minutes so it's like one minute you're smiling one minute you're petting a dog and not looking at me
2: Good. You can't see what else I'm doing back here. I'm also eating breakfast. Oh. I'm also... <laughs> <laughs> you're,
1: just, you're like uh, classifying classifying phylum and... What is phylum?
2: <gasps> oh, no. Is this part of the quiz? You're already quizzing No, the,
1: <laughs> the quiz is actually... I'll give you a hint now if you want to start studying. It's about Alaska okay. and Montana.
2: Okay. Uh, and, just like questions or... <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, it's like uh, well, I decided. To this is gonna sound stupid, but on Netflix, they just uh, started releasing a bunch of like old Jeopardy episodes, and oh. so I've uh, been like every so often I'll just sit down and I'll just throw on a episode episode of Jeopardy, and then yell at the TV because I always think I know the answer. <laughs> uh, so, so the lightning round on, on this one is actually based on Jeopardy. So you're actually gonna have have to answer it in the form of a question. But, oh, oh,
0: no. Speaking of,
1: <laughs> speaking of uh, Alaska and Montana, I want to ask you this. Okay. Which is better, Alaska or Montana?
2: Oh, no. Why are you doing this to me? <laughs> All my Montana and my Alaska friends are going to be listening. <laughs> um,
1: well, I mean, you can answer. I, how, how about what are, what are some of the best things about those two places and how they're both great places and they don't have like, Mm -hmm. you don't have to say one's the best.
0: (laughs) I,
2: I obviously can't even decide myself. I keep going back and forth. I do my summers in Alaska and my winters in Montana because the winters here in Alaska are too much and the summers in Montana are just too hot. And so I, I just flip flop every six months and the summers here in Alaska are epic So beautiful and just lush and green. And then the winters in Montana are just like full of snow. It's not too cold. It's not too dark. It's perfect um, in both for both of those seasons. So I can't, I can't pick one.
1: (laughs) Okay. Well then I can ask you a a question that maybe you you can answer this one though. Uh, Which one has scarier animals?
2: Ooh uh i would say alaska for sure
1: is that cuz of polar bears
2: <laughs> no it's not cuz of polar bears it's oh. funny there's not like there's not um reptiles here so that's like an interesting
1: oh, thing crazy. like there's no
2: snake hiding oh, in the grass they, or anything because
1: they're cold-blooded they need like to they need the sun to
2: exactly yeah but they Alaska just has like these massive animals that live off the land, and you know, we try to share space with them, and sometimes they don't want to share space. So, unlike Montana, I feel like there's just so many people that they've moved the animals, they've just displaced animals. But in Alaska, you can't just like displace an animal, (laughs) yeah. There's
1: not enough people. <laughs> ooh, ooh, that's a question that comes up later in the lightning round. You know, I want to stop talking about the lightning round because it's something I normally just save. <laughs> uh, this time it is you keep reminding me of questions and I go, oh, ooh, I wrote that one. <laughs> oh Hold up. It's time for an ad. Have you ever watched the movie The Lion King or Free Willy and thought, hey, I would like to get up close and personal with a dangerous predatory animal without all the red tape and government hullabaloo You're in luck. My Views or My Own Podcast is now offering wilderness expeditions to get up close and personal with dangerous wild animals. All you need is a passport, a sense of adventure, and $3,000 worth of cryptocurrency. We accept Bitcoin, Litecoin, Ethereum, and more. But we don't accept a shitty attitude. If you have a shitty attitude, I don't care how much cryptocurrency you have, good vibes only. This safari is for people with discretionary cryptocurrency and good vibes only. I don't need anybody's fucked up attitude ruining it for everybody else. Use promo code, my are my own, for 50% off the my are my own predatory animal safari now back to the interview. <laughs> All I can see is like one of your pant legs. <laughs> oh Are you sitting again?
0: <laughs> I'm sitting again.
2: I, you know, it's funny, I literally don't have service out here. I have wifi, but I don't get service, so I mean, the wifi must just be low. Cool.
1: The, the audio quality is great, actually, because uh, uh, on Tuesday? or on Monday I did an interview with someone in London and it was like, the audio was like really, it actually took a lot of work to make the audio uh, sound good in post. So I, I feel like this is going to be like much easier, which is great. <clears throat> <laughs> I right, really so.
2: like a panda behind you.
0: I'd to tell you that.
1: Oh, uh, that was a, uh, what's called when you, uh, when you have an artist do a painting for you, you ask them to do it. Uh commission. That was commission.
2: <laughs> Did you <laughs> tell them that you wanted a panda or is that like a self-portrait? Well, I
1: don't know if you can tell, but he's holding dildo nunchucks.
2: Oh, I can't. I can't tell.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, I don't uh one of my friends is uh he's a profession he's a professional uh photorealist painter, and he actually gets paid like a lot of money to do paintings, and he, I didn't pay for this. But
0: what? <laughs> I was, was like, well, we're, "We're
1: really great friends," and I was like, oh, I would love to have uh, one of your paintings in my house." He's like, well, "What would you like?" And I was like, "I'd like to have a panda with dildo nunchucks." And I kind of said it offhand; I didn't think he was actually going to do it. And the next day, then, this yeah. was delivered to my home.
0: The next day,
1: <laughs> uh, it doesn't take him long to do something like that. He he does. Uh, he uh, he was hired by the Catholic Church to do the like the Stations of the Cross. Oh, and oh my! They, I mean, as you know, Catholics have a lot of money to spend on their um, art. So he was, so he like hired like models to like dress up and all that. It's, anyway, but he also did my dildo panda. So that's really cool. Wow. I'm
2: so happy that you call it a dildo panda.
1: (laughs) That is what we call it here. Um, (laughs) no, I want to get back into the, uh, so I guess where I left off was, uh, which uh, which one of those things has the scarier scarier animals? Right, and you mm, gave
0: a yeah swastika. Yep, totally.
1: All right, not to brag or anything, but <laughs> I petted a killer whale once, and what uh, her, na- her name was Shamu, which is no. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to know what is the gnarliest encounter you've had with a wild animal?
2: Oh man, I don't think I've had. Anything super scary? Yeah, you know, I had I had like a moose, almost a moose encounter last week, and moose are really scary. Um,
1: yeah, like they're don't really be scary like on, on purpose.
2: Yes, <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: they're just kind of really dumb. So they're um, instead of like thinking things over, they just kind of freak out and will kill you. They, I'm. Pretty sure moose kill more people than bears in alaska
1: yeah. um moose are kind of like, like 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 a hippopotamus will like kill the fuck out of you even though it's yes. like a vegetarian right yeah.
2: Vegetarian? yeah especially in september all the male moose are just like their hormones are going nuts and all that they want to do is fight it's called the rut rut month and they're just like fighting for a female. And they'll just, if you come across a male moose, like you better run. Like (laughs) they just want to see you stomped into the ground. But I came, I came, um, my mom was here last week, actually from Nashville. And we went on a little hike and we were talking, um, sitting down on this rock and talking. And I heard this big crash behind us and there's this huge moose and he could definitely smell us and he was like freaking out trying to find us and I just like we both kind of sat still and I got my bear spray out ready to spray this animal and um, I talked to it and then it finally saw us and ran the other way but um, that was that was pretty scary that's like the closest that I've been to um, an animal encounter for a while you, know, you and, know what I would say like yeah he definitely could have
1: if I was a moose like I'd be like this I would be like really cool and I'd be like whenever another moose tried to fight me for a chick I'd be like nah man it ain't worth it and then I'd, then no, I'd step back, man. and then I'd let her come to me because girls respect that dude they're like oh dude because like, he's so chill just, just, just,
0: just, <laughs> I'll, I'll
1: so make chill him look at like an that. asshole and then you know he'll be like <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's probably not how most that's really fine. work. Oh, hey. <laughs> <laughs> but you have bear spray. Have you really like, sprayed a person with that?
2: No. <laughs> <laughs> you shouldn't. You should not spray, spray on anyone. It is like so potent. It's horrible. It I'm trying to remember the number on like the heat scale. What's the heat scale called? Um
1: For- Like for like pepper spray?
2: Yes, yeah. What um I don't know shoot.
1: I maced myself once. Uh oh that shit fucking
2: hurts. Okay, well that but it's like times three. What whatever pepper spray is, it's like more potent than pepper spray. It's supposed to like kill kill a bear's senses like his nose and his taste like it just takes it away completely it's pretty crazy i
1: feel like a bear is like one of the like the gnarliest scariest animals to get eaten by because they're kind of like a like a big dog monkey and so they don't (laughs) like they don't kill you all like like a like a mountain lion or a tiger would just like Mm. bite your jugular and just kill you because your food but a bear Mm. like i've just heard those stories and like bears are just it's like i don't want to say that bears are evil or bad i feel like they're maybe they're just kind of like stupid assholes when they kill
0: people (laughs) hey
2: they're just mostly curious and then if they feel scared then they're gonna kill you
1: (laughs) i'm basing everything i'm saying off of that documentary about that dude that was like the grizzly bear man do you remember him
2: Uh oh you're gonna say that Leonardo DiCaprio movie, because that is some scary stuff.
1: That was a dope movie. Uh that actually that's a um a term that uh me and uh one of my best friends use for if you it's a type of hangover. There's like they're classified, and there's one called the revenant hangover, and it's based on that movie. And the entire time just- after after Leonardo DiCaprio <laughs> gets uh mauled by the bear. And like the rest of that movie, where he's like crawling to a like some place to try and get out of the woods, how that Uh, (laughs) feels—that's
0: the uh, top
1: level of hangover you can have as a revenant hangover.
0: (laughs) Oh
2: my god, that's a good one. I'm gonna have to use that one myself.
1: All right, man. I just keep bringing up my own bullshit, but I want to ask you this question because you're always out here in these like in these cold ass places. How many times have you had hypothermia?
2: Oh, uh, you know, I've never had hypothermia. Oh, I've definitely been so cold though. I I did I did a backpacking trip with my sister once in Denali National Park and we were not expecting rain, so much rain. It just was coming down in sheets, like moving sideways. And stupidly, we had brought, like, all of this down gear to stay warm. And if down gets wet, then it's not warm at all. And so we actually, like, had to strip off all of our clothes and get naked in this tent to stay warm. Because all of our stuff was just soaking wet and we were shivering. I would say that was, like, the most scary. We were really far from help and very cold (laughs) and... Very scared, <laughs> naked and afraid.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: but I don't think I've ever had hypothermia. That would be not so fun.
1: I guess now would be like a good time for you to like give a shout out to REI because aren't you like an ambassador for them or something?
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> be like, oh I God, had I only had my sad. REI raincoat. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Dang it!
2: I should have said that. I Arya should hire me back this
0: winter. Maybe that's what I'll do. Yeah, they should put um, on
1: a world tour. I don't know. <laughs> After you this podcast, you're gonna be really
0: famous. Cool. <laughs> oh
2: my gosh, that would be awesome. I they aria does these really cool grants that I could never get to, but um, or I could never figure them out. But you. As an employee, you can apply for this grant for this trip that you want to do or, like, an expedition or, like, a really long run, basically like a sponsorship. And um, they will award you money to do whatever you're trying to do, whatever try, kind, kind of mission or long bike ride or long hike. They'll, like, supply the gear that you need and, like, the time off that you need, which is super cool. Um, I was never awarded one of those, but that just reminded me of that. I did I did really enjoy working for REI. I would do it again.
1: From what I hear, they're a cool company. uh them in uh Patagonia, I don't know if you fuck with them, but uh I feel like they're like fuck with them. You fuck oh sorry, what?
2: <laughs> I heavily fuck with
1: them. <laughs> yeah, dude. I, I heavily fuck with Patagonia too. I can't really afford their shit that much but uh, mm. As a business model, and like, uh, like uh, about sustainability, and like all like their practices, I highly, highly uh, fuck with that company for just like who they oh, are. Yeah. Not that I wear oh, yeah. a lot of their their shit. <laughs> they, <laughs> have. they
2: have a they have a super excellent like recycle program where like they really don't want you to send clothes back in they want you to like fix your own clothes so they have all of this whole like workshop on line about like how to fix your zippers and how to patch your jacket and like yeah they're it's super valuable information. and they're all about like just fixing instead of rebuying repurchasing which is really cool motto i'm super into that
1: yeah actually uh shout out to both of I them. and honestly like uh rei and patagonia are not sponsors of this show but you know uh there was an ep- there was an episode where i gave like taco bell a bunch of shout outs which i retracted <laughs> fuck taco bell because i have found out uh after the fact that they're pouring a lot of their like not only are they just their food is trash <laughs> but they're uh they're pouring their money into a lot of like Destroy the Earth type shit, and so I'm gonna.
0: Oh, I, stopped, no. I stopped I stopped
1: eating there. I know it was it wasn't my favorite fast food place, and I was bummed to lose it. But you know, you gotta keep your soul intact. It's more important than a yeah. seven layer burrito. And <laughs> perfect. <laughs>
0: All right,
1: uh, man. I, I I do this a lot. I took us way off track. Uh, I want to get uh, okay. uh, back, back into uh, like what you do, though. And obviously, anybody can tell from this conversation so far, I'm not an experienced uh wilderness survival type person and uh <laughs> yeah I, I go camping occasionally <laughs> but uh how often do people like me need to be rescued in the national parks you work in okay, like in a oh, year oh
2: boy <laughs> like in a year
1: like yeah so how, in a year how many uh people that don't know what the fuck they're doing need you to go or you or uh maybe someone you work with to go find them and bring them back to civilization
2: oh man i would say so i work in the i work in a national forest right now but when i worked in the national park in denali national park there was definitely there was only there was only a few search and rescue missions which is snr uh, and that, that, that's good for you. That means there's, there's not a lot of people that get lost, but it was the people I remember there was one super memorable one. He, this guy was just walking, picking blueberries and he was with his friends and I think maybe he would smoked some weed and he just got disorientated <laughs> and he continued to walk. And continued to walk <laughs> and oh, only man. had on like shorts and flip-flops and was gone for like three days living off of blueberries <laughs> <in Denali-Nashawari. laughs> and was like sleeping in the rain and like sleeping under bushes, trying to stay warm. Just got lost wandering.
1: <laughs> and I, I think you, you guys do have like a really fantastic search and rescue, um, program right for, i mean totally yeah. Like, yeah for instance like let's say i went up there and i was like i'm gonna climb denali even though i don't know what is it the highest peak in america <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
2: yeah it's it is the highest peak in america and i think there's some uh i should know this because i freaking worked there but um i'm pretty sure it's the tallest peak but it's it's So from sea level to the peak is the most distance, but Everest is the base camp starts much higher in elevation. So that's actually the tallest peak, but Denali is the longest, like from base to top is like the most distance, which is pretty cool. yeah, so I, I was. Like,
1: that's really cool that people uh, decided to make an SUV and call it a Denali, so that people can go to the mall in it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. I my Denali so that we can go shopping.
1: Yeah, why do they always name SUVs out of like really cool, uh, like like landmarks Tundra, and, yeah, Tundra, all this shit that people.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think they just want to, they
2: want to give a little bit of that wilderness to the people that don't go into the wilderness.
1: Yeah. Hold up. It's time to reach into the mailbag. Every week on the show, we reach into the mailbag to see if anyone has written a message to the show. Very special this week is the very first Twitter message to the show that we're reading out loud. This one is from Renee Edwards. Renee wrote <clears throat> Only iSweet, Juicy teas. hashtag webcam, hashtag sex worker, hashtag America, hashtag queer, hashtag streaming, hashtag transsexual, hashtag nudes, hashtag photography, hashtag gape, hashtag country, hashtag GOP, hashtag love, hashtag IG Daily, Hashtag weekend. Hashtag model. Hashtag make America great again. Hashtag north. Hashtag. (laughs) Uh, Ella's right. Anyway, Renee, thanks for writing into the show. (laughs) And now back to the interview. Oh, actually, that's actually a good segue uh, to the next question. So you spend a lot of your time. Out on the frontier, so you have eyes on experience. Is climate change real and are glaciers in fact melting?
2: Yes, they are. Climate change is very real.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, am, I who, am. Who would have known? <laughs> who would have sunk? You just asked see it
1: visually.
2: To, <laughs> uh, I live next to a glacier. Um, here in Seward it's called Exit Glacier and it recedes by like over a foot every year which doesn't seem like that much but really that is a lot considering that the snow falls every year and it grows but it melts so much more every single year. Um, there's all these like landmarks of where it used to be where the the toe of the glacier used to be on the land, and it's just receded completely. And, oh, my God, last year, I, we had crazy forest fires here in Alaska, and that just doesn't happen. It was so hot. I, one day this past summer, we had the worst air quality in the world, like, over China.
1: In Alaska? <laughs>
2: and that is, yes. Because there was so much smoke and fog and smog.
1: <laughs> from, like from forest fires? <laughs> How or? nuts is that?
2: Yeah, from from all the fires that were happening up here.
1: That's fucked up.
2: Yeah, we had record temperatures here in Anchorage. It hit like 80 or 90 degrees, which doesn't sound that hot for a Nashvilleian. But that is hot for up here.
1: All right, so you heard, hear, heard it here first, people. Uh, climate change is real. My friend Eleanor Hollingsworth has seen it firsthand. Take that <laughs> seriously.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's real, people.
1: All right, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna stay on this journalism tip for a second. I want to ask you another question. It's a hard-hitting question.
0: <clears throat> oh so,
1: would you say that it is untrue that all of the climate scientists in the world are involved in a vast conspiracy? As a prank, because they loved Ashton Kutcher and his super funny TV show, Punked.
2: Oh man, I mean, I'm sure they definitely love Punked. Well, who doesn't? But I think that that was untrue. I'm gonna go with untrue. Final answer.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: no, no conspiracy theories. Just real facts.
1: So like, even like in northern Europe, they're like, we think that Ashton Kutcher is so cool. Let's trick the whole world into thinking there's a <laughs> climate change. <laughs> <laughs> that, no. That's not what's going on?
0: All right. I don't,
1: All right. I
0: don't
1: think so. <laughs> Moving on. As, as you can tell, this is the hard-hitting journalism section of this podcast. So I'm going to hit oh. you with another one. All right. Speaking of hot, who's hotter? Ashton Kutcher or Bradley Cooper?
0: (laughs) Oh, boy.
2: I'm going to say Ashton. I know. I know. He's just like... been that way for a while you know bradley came out and you know he started getting bigger but ashton has like the baby face he looks good when he's a baby and then he grew into it and he just looks better now so
0: i heard that it's kind of like brad
2: pitt you know like brad pitt is good in fight club and then he's like also really good in babble like yeah. he just continues to get better
1: you know I i'm actually, gonna uh, go with ashton on that I, I beta tested that question earlier and uh, heard uh, that Ashton Kutcher is getting better looking with age. So go, Ashton!
2: Uh, I good job, Ashton.
1: <laughs> and he I think he does. Uh, doesn't he do some well, nice, like, some kind of charity shit? He does something good. I think. I think he's trying to stop like uh, human trafficking. That might be his thing.
0: Yeah, that's
2: definitely what he's d- been doing. He's yeah. been in legislation and stuff. Good job, Ashton.
1: Sorry, Bradley Cooper. I guess you and Lady Gaga are going to have to go not be as hot as Ashton Kutcher. Go sing a song about it. Yeah, go sing a fucking song, loser. All right, sorry. uh, I'm I'm sorry. Actually, I I like Bradley Cooper too. He's really cool, I think. I don't know. You know, uh, I think what it is is I don't want to be romantically involved with either one of those men, but I feel like we could all be friends. Mm, We
2: could, yes. I think they're pretty chill, dude. <laughs> All right.
1: Uh, I'm going to ask you to tell a story. So, and here's the question. Uh, can you tell me like a, a day in the life at your job when you're out in the wilderness, like uh, right now, like in Alaska, like what's a
2: mm.
1: What's a day like?
2: <sighs> okay. a day for me during a work day. I wake up in my tent at five fifty in the morning and I quickly put my clothes into my sleeping bag to warm them up before I put them on, which is a little tactic for you guys, not to put on cold clothes. And then I actually put my clothes on at six (laughs) after they've heated up. I crawl out of my tent and I make coffee from some boiling water that I've made and I light a fire um, I work on a crew, so five of my other crew members, um, will come join me for some breakfast. And then we, we, um, stretch in the morning and then we go to the work site. So I'm actually trail maintenance worker right now. And we hike to where, um, right now we're actually working on, uh, a trail that, the fire blazed through last year, the Swan Lake fire in Alaska. And um, we are working to fix part of the trail. So we hike to the burn area and we've been uh, filling the trail in with gravel and trying to get water off the trail. There's like huge holes all up in the trail. So we hike and we work on the trail. It's a 10 hour day. So um, we start hiking back to the camp at 5 and our day finishes at five thirty, and we eat dinner together and we joke around a little bit and sit around the fire um we all sit six feet apart because it's covid times and we shoot the shit so you, guys the are, wax, you guys are not like a, um,
1: like a like a covid pod or whatever it's called
2: We are, but um, we, it's difficult to explain. We're not really supposed to socialize with anyone else but our crew members, but that's kind of impossible. You can't, like, not go to the grocery store, and you can't not live with your significant others. So there's, we're all in, like, um, a semi permeable bubble where like we should stay closed but there are some holes in the bubbles so we're just trying to be extremely careful
1: that does make sense though because like if one of you got sick and then you all got sick that whole crew would be gone so oh yeah and then there'd be like no one out doing your job
2: totally we we are actually um one of the only trail crews in southeast alaska to be working this year because COVID shut down. Um, all the trail crews said it was unessential. We we specifically got this job, got our jobs this summer because of the fire that went through um, our part of the forest. So we're specifically working on this, this trail that the fire burnt over and that's why we got pulled on. So we are deemed essential which
0: is pretty cool.
1: I mean, hell yeah. You Like that is essential. You gotta, <laughs> you can't just let a forest fire rage.
2: Put uh, <laughs> <laughs> it down.
1: All right. I got to tell you the truth. We are getting dangerously close to the lightning round. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> but, um, you know, I wasn't even going to, uh, uh, this is not even a question I wrote down or anything like that. Uh, but I'm, can I ask you to ask me a question real quick? Yes. Ask me how many m- minutes are in a year.
2: How many minutes are in
1: a year, Doug? 525,600 oh, no. minutes. <laughs> Sorry, I, I had to bring that up because... So when I very first met you uh, yeah. a few years ago, uh, I had just seen the movie Rent for the very first time. It was around <laughs> Christmas that song got so stuck in my head and i just remember i would and i would just i'd sing it out loud i'd sing it under my breath or it would just be in my head and uh ever since uh we started talking today like so I, something about you triggered that <laughs> that, that memory, memory of that of that Oh my god but,
0: that you know, is too funny
1: i measure uh a year in love honestly not minutes
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god oh
1: man all
0: what right a good time. That was fun working with
1: you uh before before we get to the lightning round uh i do have to ask you just uh real quick is there any like uh anything you, uh you'd like to pr- promote and we, I, we already like give a big shout out to rei but <laughs> uh, I know you're not even like currently working for them. Uh, but also maybe like uh, um, things like what can people do to like uh, help stop melting the fucking glaciers? I don't know. Like uh, give us some uh, some um, knowledge from uh, Eleanor Hollingsworth on the front lines. You
0: know, you
2: it it would be super helpful for people to go and check out the Alaska Sea Life Center page. Um, I think they're on Facebook. They have their own website. It's a nonprofit that I used to work for. They're not doing so good in this small community. They, um, they're wildlife rescue facility, but they're also also an educational facility, and um, we teach a lot about like climate change and marine life and um, what we can do to be good stewards. So I I am promoting the Alaska Sea Life Center, and um, yeah, they are. A great place for people to put their time into and and maybe put some money into.
1: Is that uh, a Center dot com or dot org or dot gov? Or-
2: um, I'm gonna say dot com, but if you just Google Alaska Sea Life Center, Seward, Alaska, um, yeah, it's I've, gonna
1: pop right up. I would assume anyone that's savvy enough to listen to a podcast knows how to use google so <laughs> you heard it here first go check out the alaska sea life center did i say that wrong
0: yes no you said
1: it right okay sorry i just got like hyped and then i like sometimes when i get hyped i start saying shit isn't like even part of the conversation i'll also be like make sure go check out sea world where they have a bunch of captive Killer whales. No! I touched one once when I was a little boy. I didn't know that it was bad back then, but now I do because I saw a documentary <laughs> called Blackfish. Oh, also, check out that documentary. oh shit. Have you ever oh seen any uh, like God. uh uh killer whales in the wild out there?
2: I've seen killer whales in the wild, they are nuts.
1: <laughs> yeah, they're fucking dope.
2: I I went on a I was on a boat tour once a couple years ago here and yeah, you can't. You come up to this pod and they're like, oh, there's the bull male, the bull who's like in charge of all the females. And just his dorsal fin was like over five feet long, which doesn't seem that long, but it's like pretty, pretty long. It's like me. And so for him to come out of the water, you slowly like see this dorsal fin just... Get taller and taller and taller. A five foot dorsal fin—that's huge. It's yeah, that's that's a horrifying. person standing on a on a killer <laughs> whale's back. Oh my god! Yeah, they're pretty epic. They're beautiful.
1: You know, there's a thing for me. Like oh, when I watch, uh, so like you know, I'm am a city boy and I admit it. But I watch a <laughs> nature uh, documentaries and cool shows. And I was watching uh, one of them. I don't forget what it's called. Maybe like Blue Earth. It was the one where like, so like, it's a, uh, I think it's a humpback whale or some kind of like very large whale and the, uh, about killer whales is like, they eat, uh, they're kind of like the only, uh, species of like, uh, what are they called? Like, like dolphins and whales are all kind of the same thing.
2: Yeah. No, they
1: have, a, they have uh, a name. I could Google it, but I'm not gonna. Uh, someday, have you, ever, have you ever heard of the Joe Rogan podcast? Yes, he's got some dude. So whenever Joe Rogan like can't think of the thing, he just yells at some fucking guy, and the guy has to look it up for him and like give him the answer immediately. But I oh have
2: man, you should talk to him that yeah. does that.
1: I'm gonna after dude after this episode, whew, I'm gonna have it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is the one that's gonna put me through the roof.
2: <laughs> I, I feel like it's pinniped, but I'm maybe that's a seal. I think that's the family of seals.
1: What's so sea funny right lions. now is there are people right now listening to this podcast going like, God damn it. It's called a whatever. <laughs>
2: <laughs> They're just yelling at us. I wish there could be a little comment section. Like it's called this. Anyway, read it.
1: I, 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 I sounded really ignorant just then, but I do know that uh, killer whales and dolphins are cousins and killer whales are the only uh, part of that. Uh, Was it phylum? You're the biology person.
0: <laughs> or family? I think
1: family. Yeah, they're the, they're like the they they hunt their cousins. So like, killer whales eat uh, dolphins and they eat whales. They don't just eat like uh, fish. <laughs> and I was watching this ep- uh, this episode of this uh, documentary on I don't know probably Netflix, and then, like it's uh, about these whales trying to keep their brand new born whale from getting eaten by like a pod of uh, killer whales. And it's crazy how quickly I turn sides. Because I was like, fuck killer whales. Leave that baby alone. <laughs> oh but then like, I'll watch Blackfish and I'm like, fuck people. Leave killer whales alone.
0: <laughs> yes. Oh my God.
1: Does that make any sense? Or am I just being nuts?
2: I, I know exactly <laughs> what you're talking about. I had a friend, they're just trying to live, just let them live their life. I, I had a friend though, that, um, he's a guide out here. He, um, guides boarding on the glaciers. So like in the glacier lagoons and that's where all of these, um, seals and sea lions and orcas, they go and hunt in there. And he said that he, saw these orcas predating on a seal and they continued to like pull the seal down and hold it and let it come back up to breathe a little bit and then pull it back down he said it was the craziest thing and i was just like how could how could a kill whale do that (laughs) but they're they're just trying to live their life that's how they that's how they teach their young and do what they gotta do
1: You know, nature is brutal, and I'm a softie. You know, it's like uh, when you watch the ones where there's, like, a leopard, and the leopard has young, and it has to go out and has to catch, uh, like, like an antelope. And so when I'm watching the chase, I'm like, get away, antelope, get away. You can live, you can live. And then the antelope gets away, and I'm like, fuck yeah, fuck you, leopard. And then the leopard goes back to, like, its cubs, and they're like, and now the leopards, cubs may starve to death. And I'm like, Fuck. And you're like, no! <laughs> so, shit, man. I don't know, man. Maybe, like, in the future, we'll have, like, a Star Trek world, and we can save well, all the animals. Hard.
0: <laughs> uh, all,
2: right. all of All of my friends here um, in Alaska do hunting for themselves. So, um, subsistence hunters. So, they... They hunt caribou and elk and moose and bear and they harvest it for the winter. And just hearing the gruesome stories of like them skinning this animal and then gutting it and putting all the meat into a bag and hiking it out and then putting it into a bag and freezing it, that is just so gruesome to me. But it makes total sense. You're like in the circle of life, like you are eating this meat to survive and you know, that's just like how things are done and it's a good, like, um, it's, it's just a good thing to like put you in your place. Like it's getting meat. Isn't just as easy as going to the grocery store. It's like, you kind of got to work for your food and it just is a gentle reminder that (laughs) nature's brutal, but it's, it gives you a lot. It's fruitful, all in the same sweep.
1: Is, uh, kind of like a callback to uh, one of my, one of my very first episodes on this podcast. Uh, I had uh, Jen Cooley on, and she's an interesting person. So she was a, a international runway model for like Gucci and uh, like Versace. Whoa. I think all that kind of shit. But uh, she gave that life up and became a bow hunter, and she kind of lives in the woods and that's like her thing. And, but her whole thing is that her and her family kind of like provide for themselves. And so I don't know, like what, I guess like where I came to like my conclusion with that is like, I, I don't really have any uh, desire to go be a hunter, but I totally fuck with the idea that like, uh, if you're going to go do that, like that's a, I I guess what, and I think I said this uh, when I was talking to her, I feel like if everyone had to go out and kill their own animal to eat it, then We'd have a lot more vegetarians.
2: (laughs) Oh, 100%. I I, um, made like a vow to myself and I've definitely slacked on it, but I kind of turned myself into what I call as an ethitarian. So I only eat locally sourced meats. So meat that has been harvested um, locally, not just like, uh chicken that you would find at the grocery store. Um, which is really hard because a lot of people just don't don't do that anymore. Yeah. It's so much easier to get like
1: fast produced meats. I mean it takes time but you're takes, right. And it's, it's more like, expensive. And I mean maybe not where you're at, but you know, like in a city it's more expensive. Uh, oh, oh, yeah. Oh my god, we have <laughs> I'm gonna tell you on our time, we are we're going to lightning round right now. i I I, I have a i have a knack for taking us off track so here we go okay it's time for the lightning round the game is i will say a thing and you have to say whether it corresponds to alaska montana or both jeopardy style so you have to answer in the form of a question and the only reason i did this is i know you're an academic person know you're very smart so oh we're, god we're going on jeopardy level Lightning round. are you ready
2: okay i'm i'm ready i'm nervous i'm sweating
1: you actually might even tell me that uh i was wrong all right <clears throat> first one <laughs> this state has 17 of the 20 highest mountain peaks in america
2: what is alaska ding 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 <laughs>
1: All right. (laughs) This state has grizzly bears.
2: What is Montana and Alaska?
1: Correct. The answer is both. This state has one bear to every 20 people.
2: What is Alaska?
1: Correct. The largest snowflake ever observed was in this state.
2: Oh no. What is Montana?
1: Correct. It was uh I think it was fifteen inches in diameter. It was like the biggest snowflake ever. All right.
2: Wait so, a second. Let's... Are you serious? Are you fibbing?
1: No, I looked all this shit up before I wrote this down. All right. uh, yeah. no, let's get let's get uh one celebrity in here. All right. Okay. The legend. Evil Knievel was from this state.
2: What is Alaska?
1: Oh, I'm sorry to say, either in the state of Montana.
2: Crap! How did <laughs> I not know that?
1: Who I didn't know that I had to look it up. Uh, okay. Why would anybody know that? All right, here's a here's a crazy one. Uh, in this state, it is illegal to give a moose alcohol.
2: Oh man, that should be. What is Montana and Alaska?
1: I'm sorry, but it's only Alaska, as far as I know.
0: <laughs> no, No! Uh, you can not do that? Uh,
1: you, oh, yeah, my. you can't go booze up the booze over there. I don't know why.
0: I guess.
1: All right, uh, last one. This is the first state to ever put a Gideon Bible in a hotel room.
2: Oh, my God. I have no idea. That's you know, got to be Montana.
1: Montana, it's true. It's where the deer and the buffalo roam. All right, let's count up your score. You got uh one, two, three, four. Uh, fucking, you win. You won the you won the oh, lightning round. You yes. did.
0: <laughs>
1: Ellie, thank you so much for coming on this podcast. I have had a great time talking to you. It was great to see you again, even though you were frozen on the screen for 95% of the time.
2: <laughs> oh man, thanks and, um, for having me, Doug. So I, much I, fun.
1: I typically make eye contact, but I couldn't because your eyes were always like pointing in off off in the distance.
2: <laughs> well, if it makes you feel any better, I've been watching you the whole time.
1: That makes me feel a whole lot better to know that you were seeing me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I know what you've been doing <laughs> the whole I, time.
1: Anyway, I want to say thank you for what you're doing out there uh, and thanks again for coming on the podcast.
2: Yeah, thank you so much. Thanks everyone for listening and yeah, let's catch up again soon.
1: Thanks for listening to My Views Are My Own. Don't forget to subscribe, share it with a friend, leave a nice review or whatever. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and play us out with a song by Aldi Words featuring coffee from the album Free Delivery as a matter of fact, you can download this album for free at AldiWords.com. You wanna break your back, or take a nap. You don't fit in, you ain't an MC, then they adapt, sick with rhymes and beats. Still make them play it back. and sick of seeing artists with skills who don't make it happen. My favorite rappers ain't the ones you see. If you only hit me up when you want some beats, and start looking at me crazy when I bust it free. Quit talking, Venice, you ain't got none to me. Spin off. Too cool to jump in a scythe And I don't really give a fuck when you up on a mic, right? Scared to death that you might end up looking bad Every time someone beat me, I just shook his hand That's how I met half the people I work with And wound up in a studio busting my first shit Before we ever wrote a couple of verses Used to get clowned if your stuff was rehearsed, bitch I'm ill, you know what? There's a lot of biters ain't barkers A lot of rappers have never freestyled At apartments to start with They hit the replay on that go-to stuff Think if
0: they do, they try to untrue stuff I won't see through bluffs I don't give two fucks about your credentials I just wanna spit a flow or maybe a battle for business Lyrical decisions, it's blended and rapid fire Out of the dome, into the microphone to make you retire But when you fall, do it with grace Cause I got a distaste
1: for the disgrace This on a bitch face, big fake fuck jump Funny style MCs getting dumped in a truck like garbage and when the landfill is gone I'll still be the guard in your pardon, dismissed Now let's embark on the topic that's target It's an MC party and you're invited Stranded on an island, welcome to the art of freestyling I'm ill, you know
0: what, my skills, I'm ill <laughs> Yo.